Hello, everyone, and welcome on into Betting the High Line, your go-to destination for all of your picks, parlays, and plays around the beautiful game of soccer. As always, powered by the Book It Sports Network. Find them online at Book It HQ on Twitter. And, of course, download the Book It Sports app today. I'm Thomas Viola, joined, as always, by my faithful compatriot from down south in the land of Colombia, Taylor Wilson, how are you doing today? You plugged last week that we're going to restart the best bets. We're going to be taking track of units and all that. And uh, what a good week to decide to do that because we now have some positivity from the best bets front to uh, report to the folks. That's right. We absolutely do. We are starting the new year off right, Taylor. Between the two of us, exactly one loss. It's incredible. Uh, five and one. Um, I this what you know. We come on the show. Of course, this is what happens. We say, "Oh, it's an FA Cup week. It's going to be gross. We're going to be throwing darts at the wall." And naturally, we have our best. I think this is our best combined week in the twelve that we've had before today's show. That's correct, right? Oh, this is a hundred percent the best combined week that we have because I have gone two and one maybe once or twice, and you've gone three and zero oh once, and here we are. I'm actually the one going three and zero this week. I had the Dortmund Leipzig over. That was a rocking chair bet. We, I think, we were over by halftime in that game. Then Freiburg versus Köln. Freiburg gets it done for me. And then Wolves Everton. Now on the show, I gave out Everton. By the end of it all, I, if you follow me on Twitter, I I said, ah, you know what, I'm starting to lean Wolves. But hey, on the show is what counts. We're three and zero, up three point six seven units. Yeah, this is the dedication we have for the listener on the show. More important than our wallets, Tom. So I was in yes. the same boat on that Everton play. You and I were talking about it with some of the Everton injuries coming in shortly before that match, and you were like, "Oh, it's a fade Everton spot." I was like, "I'm just, I'm just backing the hell out of this game. I'm not going to put anything down." And yet, I did plug it as one of my best bets as well. Everton plus one ninety. They end up coming through. Wolves at this point, still so many injuries as well. No Jimenez. They're going with a teenager up top. We'll talk about them in a second. But um, ultimately, Everton getting it done, and that's one of my best bets. Hit, best bet hits. And then in the FA Cup, Spurs minus four and a half. A little bit of plus value on that, which seemed odd at the time. Seemed like a great price. Them going up against an eight-tier team with people watching from their gardens and all of that uh, in Marine AFC. Ultimately, they only win by five goals. So it was actually a little bit closer than I thought it would be. I thought they'd win by 10 or 11 or 12. Um, but they win that game by five. I hit that and I get that plus 108 price. I also took Stoke plus 380 uh, against Leicester. I guess I thought Leicester just wouldn't care enough about that game. They didn't play a lot of their guys as I predicted, but didn't matter. They completely throttled Stoke by four goals. So terrible pick there for a best bet, but at least I get two of the three. And I do want to just pat myself on the back a little bit for the three-team FA Cup parlay hitting as well. Uh, You'll recall it was involving Chelsea. It was involving Man City. It was involving Tottenham. I was laying a total of close to eight goals across those three games and only getting about two and a half one value. So I'm just going to say screw the haters. The haters in this case being me second guessing myself the entire time on that bet. And somehow it hit very comfortably, Tom. So we love the FA Cup goal line parlays. We do. And if, if it works, it works. How many units are you up now? I am now up uh, plus 198 units as we do the restart, so uh, I'll take it. We're starting the new year off right, my friend. And with that, shall we embark straight into another week of Premier League action? The EPL is back. We are off of the FA Cup, quote-unquote, break. And 
Now all of these dead legs are getting back out onto the pitch. We are, of course, recording this on Thursday, so Arsenal Crystal Palace is about to kick off. So there is absolutely no chance, unless you have a time machine, of you making any plays on that from this show. And if you do have a time machine, why are you listening to us to make your bets? So let's move right on in to the next game on the docket. You said we'd talk about them in just a minute, and here we are, Wolverhampton Wanderers versus West Bro- the West Bromwich Broms. And Wolves minus 182, West Brom plus 645. West Brom's the baggies, right? Correct, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 knew, I knew it was either them or uh, I can't even remember who else I was thinking of, but I, my brain knew it was the baggies. Uh, draw plus 280. What are you thinking here? As you've talked about, Wolves have been a little, uh, little bit on the rough side lately. Wolves tricky for me because I made a lot of money on them last year, particularly post restart in those few months toward the end of the season, a really fun first half under team, a fun overall pre-flop under team, um, and often a fun money line team, uh, a squad that I took in some two and three team money line parlays last year, which I haven't been doing a ton of this season, but a huge part of that was this kind of this counterattacking approach. Matt Doherty and Adama Traore were big parts of that Traore has not been the same player this year. They no longer have Matt Doherty. They also lost Diego Jota. So they basically lost two of their five best players from last season's team. And possibly their best player, Raul Jimenez, has been out now for over a month with a pretty severe head injury. Hopefully he's okay just in terms of his overall health, even beyond uh, footy. But he's still not coming back. I don't think he's expected to come back for this game. They're still calling him week to week, but it's looking more and more severe what happened when he had a severe injury about a month, a month and a half ago at this point. And that's huge for them in a soccer sense too, in a gambling sense as well, because so many of their goals come from that Mexican striker. And at this point, I am more often than not looking for fade Wolves plays, which I can't believe I'm saying was completely the opposite of where I was at last year. Now, having said that, they're playing one of the worst teams in the league in West Brom would be the worst team if we didn't have a historically bad Sheffield United team in the league this year, although we'll talk about them in a little bit with some positivity recently. Um, But West Brom, let's just look at their recent games. First of all, went up against Blackpool, League One team in the FA Cup, 2-2 game in that, ended up losing in penalties. So just an atrocious loss in the FA Cup for them. Big upset uh, for Blackpool. And then recent Premier League games, 4-0 thrashing loss to Arsenal, 5-0 loss to Leeds, 3-0 loss to Villa. Oddly drew Liverpool 1-1. That's the complete outlier in that stretch of games. Uh, Increasingly, that looks like an awful result for Liverpool. But this is a West Brom team that can get thrashed any day of the week. I don't love Wolves with Fabio Silva, a teenage striker who hasn't showed me very much up top to be the ones to do it. But I do think we'll see goals in this game, Tom. So I'm going over two and a half goals at a good price, plus 117. This is a hard stay away game for me. I don't I don't hate your play. I don't really have uh, much to offer in a way of critique on it, but I just don't want any part of either of these two teams in this spot. Wolves going to be tired after that game against Everton. I don't know where they're going to get the goals from. As you said, they had a 2-2 draw in the FA Cup, and I, I just I, I don't think against a Premier League team, even a West Brom, that they're going to be able to put up those goals. I, if anything, I might look at the under in this game, so I might be going away from you. But both teams also Ooh. have pretty terrible defenses. Uh, for the most part, stay away game for me. That's fair. I'm not going to put a gun to anyone's head and say you have to bet anything on Wolves West Brom. So do what you need. <laughs> West Ham versus Burnley. This is one we actually have some action in. 
West Ham's minus 129 as the home favorite. Burnley, a plus 390 road dog and the draw at $2.60. What are you thinking here? I'll let you go first. Uh, West Ham just has much better players. You break this down individually. Now, no more Sebastian Allaire, who was in there for an injured Mikel Antonio. He's been shipped out to Holland and kind of a surprise move going to Ajax uh, after he scored. By the way, maybe the goal of the season, scissor kick, bicycle kick situation from him earlier this year. Incredible. I kind of think that goal alone got him the move to Ajax. That's my theory on that. But uh, we'll see how it works out for him in, in the Netherlands. Um, so it's back to the Antonio show. Theoretically, he's back healthy. He'll be in there. Um, who's a really good striker on his day, Mikel Antonio. Um, Thomas Suchek has been one of the revelations in the league this season in midfield. He and Jared Bowen, I think, will put a lot of pressure on Burnley's defense. Uh, and on the other side, Angelo, Angelo Ogbana has been possibly one of the five best center backs in the Premier League this season. So individually, a lot of talent for West Ham. That's kind of been the story for them in recent years, just not able to bring it together. Burnley, the opposite. Not a ton of individual talent outside of Nick Pope. But Sean Dyche and the system and the defense and the ugly soccer and the rainy nights in Lancashire and all of that um, constantly give them results over the last four or five seasons. But again, I'm going talent on this with not terrible prices. I don't hate laying the minus 129, but instead I'm going to try to do a West Ham to score first and win the match, which gets my price down to minus 104. I figure if they're winning this, they're probably scoring first anyway. I think they win this by a goal or two. I don't think Burnley scores in this game either. Um, so I might as well get the better price on that with them scoring first at minus 104. All right. I like the creativity there to try and get yourself a little extra value, get back up to even. My favorite play in this is the under two and a half goals. You mentioned Burnley isn't going to score in this. I am very, very much in agreement with you. I see West Ham winning one or with one or two, and that puts us right in the under two and a half for minus 127 range. So I am probably going to be following you on West Ham as well. I like them as the side, and I really like this total to be under two and a half goals. I don't think this is going to be a very high scoring affair. Moving on now, Leeds United versus Brighton Hove. This, this one, I, I don't know what I'm feeling yet, but Leeds is the dollar six cent home favorite. Brighton, a $2.45 cent road dog and the draw plus 270. What are your thoughts? So we talk about bad FA Cup situations yeah. with uh, with what happened with West Brom. This was a disaster for Leeds. Uh, now, they changed out a lot of their squad, like a lot of these Prem teams did in the third round, but they still had a few of their starters in there, and they lost, not only lost, but lost handily to Crawley Town, a League Two team who's kind of been known for some FA Cup results over the years, but just not only to beat a Prem side, but a fourth division team to win by three goals against a Premier League team that has Prem players playing in that game, just a disastrous result for Bielsa. I don't care. You could say all you want that, hey, we're focused on the Prem. We don't want the FA Cup. You cannot have that kind of a game seeping negativity into the locker room. Just a really, really, really bad upset loss uh, for Leeds in that game. Now, we look at this. You know, Brighton is a team I've tried to kind of stay away from any games involving Brighton for the most part this year. But Same at this point, here. we have yeah, we have a little bit more of an idea about kind of who these teams are, at least in terms of total betting. Um, you know, if you look at seven of Leeds' last eight games and all comps have scored, have had three or more goals on the total. Um, you're also talking about five nils in that stretch, six twos, just some insane goal goal. Uh, total numbers that uh, have even hit on the over by halftime. Um, Bryden, back half of the table team and goal scored. 
uh, ninth in XG. They've also allowed the fifth most in the league um, in both goals scored and expected goals average. So you're talking about a team that can leak goals on their day as well. Um, sometimes when those two teams go up against each other, this is something that could come to bite me in the over two and a half in, in Wolves West Brom. Sometimes you don't see that. It, you kind of see that when they're playing other teams, but not against each other. But I like this number over 2.75. I'm laying some juice. Uh, so I don't know if you'll love this, but minus 129, the price on that. I just think Leeds, you know, going back to that seven of last eight, three plus goals thing, that's kind of who they are at this point. It doesn't really matter who they're playing. Brighton is the side of this that worries me, I think, more than the lead side. But I, I like that number. The price isn't terrible. Over 2.75 at a minus 129 price. I'm liking that too. This is a Staley game for me on the side. But for the total, I think that, that that's the only play here because this Brighton team is so up and down. And this Leeds team is coming off such a bad FA Cup fixture. I, I'm... I'm, I'm in agreement. I think that we're going to see a lot of goals, but I just don't want to have any part in picking a side in this one. So I'm going to concur with you there on, on, on the, uh, on, on the total. And I think three goals is not something to be, to be skeptical of, of, of getting, even if you're laying that little bit of extra juice, that's still well within decent value range where you're getting some bang for your buck on that bet. Now a stay away game for you is actually one that I am thinking about. Not going to be one of my best bets here. But what has happened to your Chelsea Blues, my friend? They're going up against Fulham, who is at home as a $6 home dog. Chelsea, minus 200 road favorite, and the draw plus 320. Uh, I know this is a stay away for you, but what has been happening with this Chelsea team? Well, first of all, let's get the positive out of the way first, Tom. Back in the win column, baby, 4-0 over Morecambe. <laughs> Huge dub for the Blues uh, there in the FA Cup. Uh, complete domination against a League Two team. You know things are bad at a massive, oil-rich club like Chelsea when you're playing most of your starters against a fourth division team in the FA Cup. You could tell that Frank Lampard needed to get guys like Timo Werner and Kai Havertz confidence up in that game. And especially in the case of Kai Havertz, I thought he was awesome in that game. doesn't matter, of course, you're playing against Morecambe. But um, we'll see if that ends up translating into the Pram Timo score, but it was a tap-in, so who knows with him. That ends up being the deal, though. It's a lot of reliance on two very good wingers in Christian Pulisic and Hakeem Ziyech both of whom I think are very, very good. Um, but Chelsea's defense starting to slide a little bit into first half of the season last year form, and they're still not that reliable goal scorer. So it's what we've been talking about with Chelsea throughout. Um, at this point, seems like Lampard will stay. We're going to assume that he finishes out the season. And it's all about just kind of adjusting expectations from a Chelsea perspective at this point. Not in the title race. I don't think there's a route to get back in it for them. But there's so much talent with this team. There's a lot of different competitions, which could affect their Prem play. We'll see what happens next month against Atletico Madrid in the Champions League. I still think they're firmly in that fight for top four and getting a Champions League place for next season. So still plenty to play for. Um, and this is a game that was supposed to be played on the Friday, Tom, getting moved to the Saturday because of just another COVID situation and another COVID situation involving Aston Villa. They were supposed to play Spurs in the midweek. That didn't happen. Now Villa's not even playing this weekend. So Fulham then weren't expected to playing a midweek game or did play a midweek game against Tottenham. And now they'll turn right back around and play the Saturday Saturday game against Chelsea. Um, I kind of like that from a Chelsea perspective. You get a little bit more rest and we'll see what happens with that. But I just don't think there's any value 
in this game from a gambling perspective. You cannot lay minus 200 on Chelsea. You can't lay minus 200 any time, but particularly on this Chelsea team. I was loving that minus a goal and a half line. You know, earlier in the season, I was making some money on it, whether it be in the group stage of the Champions League or the Prem. You can get a plus 148 price. That's kind of where it's been, plus 140, plus 150. Um, And it wouldn't totally shock me to see kind of Chelsea click back into form and and hit that. I just, I can't do it. I've been thrown off the Chelsea scent way too much. Um, I'd maybe lean in over here, Tom, at at two and a half, but there's not a play that I'm taking in this game. Okay. Now, this is by far and away not one of my best bets. This is very much an out there this is a play that i have the confidence to say on air but this isn't one of my top plays of the week this is where i'm leaning in this game that the confidence that's how i'll say my lean in this game fulham plus a goal at even money they've been looking a lot better the last couple weeks yes they're coming off midweek versus spurs but i think that they're carrying some momentum right now and this team is finally starting to play like a premier league side against a Chelsea team that has very much been on the slide. They've got a little extra rest, but like you said, they had to play their starters in that FA cup fixture. And I'm not ready to, I'm not ready to start back in Chelsea again. And my lean right now is actually getting a little bit of value with Fulham plus a goal. Okay. I, what's the, uh, the price on that? Even money. Even, even. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I, again, I, either, either side of this game scares the hell out of me. Chelsea historically has smashed Fulham, but often that's involving fans and kind of involving a lot of Chelsea fans at Fulham as well, because they're like a mile away from each other, those stadiums. So obviously that's not the case in this one. Um, It is a West London Derby. It's a rivalry game, all that, which theoretically supports your case for it being closed for Fulham actually kind of overperforming and Chelsea underperforming. Um, So there's logic there. I just, I think either side of this, uh, that's the value play for sure, but uh, I'm not seeing any, any kind of a prediction in this game. You know, just a complete and total tangent here. It really is wild to think about from, from a perspective of here in the U S where you, you so rarely see two sports teams in the same city. Like you have the New York jets and the New York giants. You have the, now the LA chargers and the LA Rams. And yeah, some, some places, mainly New York and LA and Chicago also have multiple baseball teams but it's no more than two. And then you think about all of the teams that exist within London and yes, U S cities, they have five, six sports teams, but not all playing the same sports. And it is just absolutely wild. I mean, how many premier league teams are there in London now? I'd have to rattle them off. Chelsea, Fulham, Palace, Arsenal, Tottenham, West Ham. That's six. Uh, I, I think that's, I think it's six unless I'm missing someone uh, off the, Oh, did I say Fulham? Yeah. That's more than a quarter, more than a quarter of the league plays in one city. And yes, obviously England is a very different country, but it's still wild to think about like how many football stadiums you just run into going around London. But that's beside the point. That is a complete and total sidebar from one of the biggest games that we have on the schedule this weekend. This is one I'm looking forward to watching, especially because it is also the noon game on Saturday, which puts it right in the time when I like to wake up on Saturdays, Leicester, City versus Southampton. Leicester's going to be at home here in King Power Stadium playing as a minus 137 favorite. Southampton plus 375 as the dog and the draw at plus 285. Call me crazy, but there's a little value on Southampton there. But this is a very, this is, this is going to be a good game. And I don't know that I have a side in it. 
I will not call you crazy at all, Tom. I, first of all, echo your thoughts on that. This is the second best game of the weekend. There are some match weeks this year where this would have been the best game of the weekend. I mean, it's just because we have a massive one that we're going to talk about in a couple of minutes that it's not. Um, really fun teams that are not in the so-called big six, right? So if you're trying to learn about this league and kind of, you know, maybe be a little bit of a hipster, not just know things about Manchester City and Liverpool and Chelsea, this is a great game to watch because these are fun teams. These are good teams. Two great strikers in Jamie Vardy and Danny Ings, really fun midfields and some young players to watch that could be at bigger clubs later as well. Um, exciting managers. You have a guy in Brendan Rogers, who we all know, and, and Hassan Huddle, who I think is making a name for himself on the Southampton side of things. This is a caveat that I'll put for all of these games, which is let's check the injuries. Let's maybe wait on the lineups a little bit, but regardless of that, I have multiple plays on one side of this, Tom, and they're both on the Southampton side. As you could probably predict, I've been backing the Saints all season long. Um, what a fun season for them. You're talking about a team that only just a few years ago got back up to the Prem and have really been putting their stamp on this league ever since. The idea about Southampton in recent years was, oh, it's a feeder club to Liverpool. It's a feeder club to other bigger teams. Guys like Virgil van Dyke going and shipping away and then making big profits and doing big business, but not necessarily seeing that reflected on the soccer pitch. This is just a really, really fun team position by position. Awesome center back pairing investor guard and Bignarek. I mentioned Danny Ings, James Ward Prowse across the board. It's a fun team. And for whatever reason, Tom, the prices just continue to give good value for them uh, here. You can get them. Like you said, plus three ten. I think this is essentially a coin flip game. So getting Southampton at three to one is brilliant. That's an amazing price in this. And I also like Southampton, even if they lose the game to keep it close at plus a half goal at even value, which I was also surprised to see that price to see basically a win draw scenario for the saints getting an even price. So I'm taking them on both. I'm going to see if, if maybe I can hit them both. Um, I, I don't want to be left out on the fun if Southampton wins the game. So I am going to take the money line, but I think probably the smarter play, the more conservative play is just taking them a half goal. I like both of those options. I'll probably tell you on both, even though this is still a good Leicester city team. And it's not like they've been playing poorly over their last several fixtures. They're they're a team to watch out for. It's just that the Southampton team, the books have not really caught up as something draw. Okay. That's nothing. As the, the books haven't really caught up to Southampton in terms of how, it, how good that they've been this season. The, the lines haven't really reflected it. I mean, you look at their last, you, you look at their last five away from home. They've got two wins and three draws, no losses at least. And overall their last win was the one zero win against Liverpool. Then they of course drew West Ham, drew Fulham, both nil nil games, and then lost one zero to Man City. This makes no sense to me. It's just that this team struggles scoring goals right now. The fifth game on that list, by the way, a one one draw with Arsenal. So I definitely like the under in that sense. They've been playing great defensive ball, but then you look at the other side here, Leicester city has been much more up and down. So it's that consistent above averageness versus Leicester city who their last five, a two, two draw with man, U, a two, two Oh loss to Everton three nil win over Brighton. And then a two nil win over Athens in the Europa league. And then Leicester, uh, a one, a two, one loss to Fulham. And so see, they've been just all over the map there. 
And I think that's why you got to follow Southampton as the play here. Yeah, just a quick note. I mentioned the injuries specifically. Keep an eye on whether or not Vestergaard plays. I don't think he will. However, he didn't play in the Southampton-Liverpool game either, and they got a clean sheet against like one of the best attacking teams of the generation in Liverpool. So it's clearly just a team that's very good defensively across the board, but Narek is, is an awesome defender too. Um, and what they're doing in midfield with guys like Romeo and, and JWP, James Ward-Prowse, is, is really impressive. So, yeah, I mean, this is a value play more than anything. It's a Southampton backer T-Will play more than anything. You know, Jamie Vardy is, is still a dude who can take over a game. Let's not forget that. He has 11 goals this season, but I think this is a bad matchup for him. You know, I think this is a really good defensive team to shut him down. So, yeah, on the value, on liking Southampton, give me both of those. And uh, it sounds like you're into some some Saints moves as well. I'll back the Saints here. I don't know if I'm going to back the Saints in the uh, in the NFL this weekend, but I'll back the Saints in this spot. As we move over to Sheffield United versus Tottenham, Sheffield at home has a plus 540 dog. Tottenham minus 180 to win the game, the draw plus 300. Uh, I, I don't think Sheffield is going to make it two wins in a row, and I don't think that the books – I think the books agree with that given, these, given this pricing. This is a stay-away game for you, but for me – Spurs all the way. One of my favorite plays this week right now. I think that the Spurs team has been struggling a little bit, and this is one of those games where they're going to be able to get that right. Spurs minus a goal at practically even money, minus 103. Once again, all of our lines coming from DraftKings. Uh, DraftKings, they are our friends in that they offer a wide variety of betting options and can sometimes be giving us some uh, interesting information about their tickets and money. And they do not pay us to use these lines, we just think that they are more widely available for our listeners and their soccer betting menu is just good. And so that is why most of the lines that you hear from us will be from them. But I'm going Spurs minus the goal, minus 103. That's the play. I mean, I like I have literally in my notes, I have the move is taking Spurs minus one if you're going to do anything. I literally have that written down. Um, I just, here, here we go back into kind of the philosophy conversation about minus one goal lines right the push protection line it, it's this other it's this idea of like off oh, you think they're that you need them to win by two in order for that to hit you're obviously betting that for push protection which i get i think it's going to be a push though like i think tottenham now they could cover it it's they're playing the worst team in the league um basically a championship uh, that's the english championship second division caliber team in sheffield united but Spurs kind of feel like they're back to, to Jose Mourinho ball a little bit where they, they get the goal and they're not necessarily overly interested in going out to get a second. It would not totally shock me to see them win this game one nil. Um, they could open it up because of their opponent, but you know, exactly. I just think that there's too, there's too much goal scoring talent on this, on this Spurs side to not get two goals versus Sheffield. And in this particular play, I want the push protection just in case that happens. In some games, I'm going to go minus, uh, minus the goal and a half because I think that they're going to win by the two, and I'm more confident in that. This first team isn't a team that I'm confident in that about. I am confident they're going to win the game, and I'd like to at the very least be getting my money back if they do so. But I do. But I, it's more about the bonus of them going out and getting that second goal, which I think they'll be able to do. I don't think this ends in a draw. I don't think Sheffield wins especially because they just got their win versus Newcastle. I think that they're going to be quite happy with that and not really getting up as much for this game now. And I, 
for all those reasons, give me, give me Spurs and the goal and give me a little bit of push protection this time. That's sensible. I, uh, I would be looking at this as a possible money line parlay move to kind of put, put spray. If I'm putting like three, four, five teams together, I throw this in as one of them. I haven't, we don't talk about parlays a ton in this show. I mean, I did that FA cup one uh, last week and it hit, I, I haven't given enough thought to like what I would pair this with. You're going to need a pair it with a, a few. It can't be a two teamer. It has to be three or more in order to get any kind of value. Um, and so, and the re- yeah. there's a reason we don't talk about parlays on this show yeah. because the reality is that parlays are just not how you make money in sports yeah. gambling. They're not, they're not, they're very often not a good bet. And if you're going larger, larger than three teams at that point, you're just, you're, you're taking some serious shots from range. Parlays are good for one thing, Tom, and that's podcast content. So that's let's just keep that in mind. But beyond that, you're absolutely very right. true. Very true. Speaking of good podcast content, I think there are going to be plenty of podcasts talking about this next game. Liverpool, Manchester United, the biggest game on the docket this weekend. Liverpool, the minus 103 favorite in Anfield, the draw plus 285 and Man U plus 255. As much as it pains me as an Everton fan to say this is probably Liverpool's biggest rivalry game of the season. But Everton, of course, starting to starting to show up and make that game bigger again. But right now, this game this week. And boy, oh boy, am I crazy for saying that I like Manchester United. Well, we're completely, we're completely against each other on this. I love it. One of our first <laughs> big, big, uh, you know, mano a mano situations of the show's history. Um, let, let's just set the stage. I have three plays, Tom, so we can talk about them all, um, including the result. But just some context in this game. Manchester United leading the table as we are talking right now, leading the Premier League table for the first time since 2013. That's almost eight years. Last time they led the table, they still had Sir Alex Ferguson, maybe the best manager of all time, leading them. Um, and that was also the last season where they won the title. It's been that Excuse long. me, best manager of all time is Big Sam Allardyce. There it is. Just I, getting I, I it Fair enough. Fair enough. Sorry, Fergie number two. I uh, Another thing to remember here is Liverpool have not lost at home in the league since April of 2017. Now, that you could say that, oh, that's a, that's a stat that kind of seems like it's due to change even as, you know, especially as Liverpool is maybe not the dominant team that we've seen in recent years, although they're still very, very, very good. But that's an astonishing stat uh, as well. I just think I love fading. You know, we've talked about the Manchester United roller coaster, and it seems like they've gotten out of that a little bit for now. They've been consistently putting up results. They've had some really good players. I mean, Bruno Fernandes right now is probably on track to win player of the year. And that's significant. And they have guys, of course, like Martial and Rashford stepping up. They finally, possibly most critically, have Paul Pogba back in form, who, when he's on, is one of the 10 best players in the world. And when he's not, probably isn't in the top 200. I mean, this is a dude who really is hot and cold. And right now they have him hot. So that's one of the big arguments for what he's going to do against Liverpool and midfield in this game. But I still think that there's something about Solskjaer. There's something about United when they're flying high. There's something about what Liverpool has done to Man United in recent years, particularly at home. I think Liverpool pulls this out, and the prices are giving me a pretty good number that you can't get often for Liverpool in spots like this at minus 104. So I'm taking Liverpool for the result. Another play that I like in this game, Tom, is on the total. Now, we've loved the unders in these kind of big six clashes this year. 
But looking at how these two teams have played recently, I'm actually going to go an over. It's my least favorite of the three plays I'm going to offer here. Um, and I have a feeling we might be we might be against each other on this one too. But actually, two, no, I like the over in this game. All right, well, we'll see what number. I, over over 2.75 uh, laying minus 120. Is that where you were, you were eyeing around there? Yeah, right around there. I, I, I see three goals scored in this game. I see 2-1 at the very least. Yeah, I, and I think that's the, I mean, obviously that's the hope for the neutral. I'm not putting that into the betting analysis, but I do think there's a, you know, I say this as a Chelsea fan, my team's not going to win the Prem this year. You're an Everton fan. We know how that goes. Hey, hey, we are four <laughs> points back of first that's place, true. my friend. That's true. That's true. It's a title contender. Uh, this could, this is like the most hyped game of the year. I don't think that's an overstatement, is it? I don't think so either. I mean, this is the 8.30 a.m. game on Sunday. Let me put it this way. It's getting me up at 8.30 a.m. to watch anything on a Sunday. So that's how you know that, that, that that is how you know that this is a big game. I'm looking forward to watching it as a semi-neutral. I'm absolutely going to have some juice on Man U because I don't want to see Liver- I want to see Liverpool get relegated. But <laughs> I, th- th- I'm not I'm not taking my position isn't coming from a place of Liverpool hatred, which to be clear completely exists. I'm just using my eyes. This Liverpool team has not been that consistent. Yes, they've played pretty well, but over the last several games, that has not been the case. I mean, Man U, they're, they're forming their last five. The other thing, Man U hasn't lost away from home yet, by the way. Yeah, they're really good away, for sure. They're really great away. I feel like all of the stars are aligning this, this season for Man U to pull this off. They're in first place. They've been playing phenomenally on the road. You look at their last five games overall, their only loss is a 2-0 loss to Manchester City. And then you look at Liverpool's last five. The 4-1 win over Villa, a 1-0 loss to Southampton, a 0-0 draw with Newcastle, and a 1-1 draw with West Brom, and then, of course, the Crystal Palace 7-0 drubbing that they delivered. But, But... this Liverpool team has not been as consistent and in a game where both teams are coming in at re- relative even strength here, man, you've been playing really well and Ole just keeps pulling out the results to save his job. And now it's at the point where they're playing well again and they're on a decent hot streak and Pogba is finally playing well. He had a banger of a goal in the midweek this week. And I, I, again, all of the stars feel like they're aligning to me. And the fact that I'm getting almost three to one on this Man City team here, 255, a uh, Man United team here, 255. I, I, I'm, t- I'm taking them in this one. I'll tell you, I, I, I see some value here. I don't know if I'd make it a best bet of the week. I'm still quite trying to sort out through my notes before we get to the end of the show. But yeah, we're on opposite sides of this one. All of the smart analysis on this is what you just said. So everyone feel free, click that out. Listen to what Tom just said. My thing again is just, I I love this spot for Liverpool with all of what you just said, actually, like the hype for Manchester United. I don't think they are ready to live up to that. These are not the United teams of the two thousands Liverpool ironically over the recent years actually has kind of like been there before more so than man U, And I like them to, to pull out this game, but it'll be a fun one. Um, like you say, you're going to wake up, you know, put the washcloth on the head, pop some Advil and uh, hopefully wash away the Saturday night before and, and get into some Sunday morning footy uh, early there in Vegas for you. I do have a third play here, Tom, uh, aside from the result. Aside from the goal lines or the money lines or the totals, uh, we, we love a prop on this show. I don't plug them that often. Uh, I think I did a couple of corner props earlier in the year and they did not hit. So we'll see what happens here. 
but this one's a little bit more educated. I'm going over four and a half cards at plus 104. So around even at, at over four and a half cards, I think this will be testy. Like you said, two massive rivals, maybe the biggest rivalry in England. I mean, it's in that conversation, two of the kind of great teams of the last 30 years going at it. United back uh, will will definitely be trying to kind of get under Liverpool's skin, I think, at times in this game. Uh, and also referee Paul Tierney. This is another aspect of this game. He's given out 43 yellows in 10 yeah. Premier League matches this year at 4.3 a game. That's right around where you're looking at at four and a half here. I think it'll go over as usual. So give me that a little bit of plus value as well in the over four and a half cards. Yeah, this is the kind of next-gen stats you don't get on ESPN, my friend. This is where it comes in. We are looking at referees for this game and their average card allowance. I'll also tell you, Man U has been greatly the beneficiary this season of penalty calls and VAR decisions. That could very well play into this. Liverpool, also pretty beneficial. A, a stat I saw yesterday, can't really confirm it, but if you remove all of their penalty decisions, they're tied for 10th on points this season. Wow. Wow. Now, That's of crazy. course, I, I don't play, I don't place the most value in those kind of stats because a penalty kick changes the complexion of a match. It makes so many things. Di- uh, they, like it's, it's one of those stats where it's really impossible to tell how much of an, like, sure you remove all those penalty decisions, but first off, that's not how the game is played. And second off, that doesn't necessarily mean that they don't win some of those games through other means, but Hey, still it's an interesting stat to follow. You have to remember too, the better teams tend to get more penalties because they're creating all of those opportunities in the area. So that that's a part of it too. Like when people gripe, especially about man, U this season now, they have had a few specific ones that have been re- questionable would be charitable to say they've been questionable. I mean, they've had some, some where it's like, oh, is that really a penalty in the pre VAR era? Probably not. They have a dude who can put almost all of them into the back of the net from the spot and Bruno Fernandez as well. I, I did look at a penalty prop in this game. I, I, I don't have the number in front of me. I think it was like plus 140-ish via DraftKings uh, for yes, there will be a penalty in this game. I just didn't think that value was quite good enough. You're looking at even the kind of um, the high-end penalty teams in this league get like one in every three games. So to me, that price should be closer to plus 300 and you're getting inside plus 150. So I didn't think that value was good enough, but I don't hate that play as far as a penalty may be happening in this game. I mean, especially like you said, Bruno Fernandez, the penalty master, he's on a quest to win the golden boot with only one goal from open play. Yeah, exactly. Now let's move on down the list. By the way, there's a chance that we might be getting some interesting information and we'll circle back to those games but right now, Man City, Crystal Palace. Um, Got to say, I'm feeling Crystal Palace. I think they're due here as an 18 to one road dog. All right, do I do I let that silence ride, or do we do I respond to that? <laughs> that silence was absolutely the appropriate reaction to that bet. To that bet. Um, yeah. Uh, what are you thinking in this game? I, I lean no touch in this one as well, but um, there is a ton of value. And th- what I'm about to say is something before this season, I'd be like, I would never in a million years take this play on a Manchester City game. Under two and a half plus 185. It's a You're really nuts. Good price. I look, just look at what City is like again recently in all comps in the League Cup. In, yeah, you're right. You're right. FA Cup. Like they've been they've been blowing teams out. They did have the Burnley game where they blew, blew teams out, but they've had a lot of one nil wins this year. 
you know, and, and this doesn't feel like Man City, but it's kind of been what they've become. They've become a clean sheet machine. Um, you know, Ruben Diaz has been like one of the center back revelations in this league. He's made John Stones better than him beside him as well. And City doesn't have uh, a consistent striker. They still don't. Aguero's not back to being Aguero because he's not healthy and Jesus is hurt as well. So um, I, you know, I just think they've that's a really good the, price. They've kind of flipped the script with Liverpool, who is now inconsistent. But when they are blowing teams out, they are certainly putting up a lot of goals, which we didn't see the last two seasons, whereas City was the team that would just blow you away. And now they're playing a little more defensive ball. Yeah, if you look at the, the table, City 10th in goal scored. I mean, that's astonishing. And they're, they're 10th in goal scored as a genuine title contender. Like, and I would not be shocked if City wins the title and they're right around the middle. Now, they are second, depending on where you're getting your metrics, they're second or third in expected goals. So obviously they're still doing some of that City kind of creation stuff. When you have a guy like Kevin De Bruyne, of course, you're going to end up getting a lot of key passes and uh, and chances created and all those stats that go into expected goals. So it makes sense to see them that high in XG. But this is where you kind of have to throw out analytics. If you're not putting the ball in the back of the net, you're not putting the ball in the back of the net. And that's been the city deal this year. Um, even a 2-0 win would be safe on an under 2.5. That would not be a shocking result in this game for them to win 2-0 against Palace. Um, I know you're taking them 18-1 uh, to one or whatever it is. So I guess you wouldn't love that. But uh, I, 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 I am completely kidding on that 18-1 to one play. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I think a 1-0 or a 2-0 win from City would not be surprising, which in any season in the Pep Guardiola Man City era, this would have been just the complete sucker play. But this has kind of been how they've been playing. So I'm thinking about it, not a best bet. And I'd still lean no touch, but if anything, that's what I do here. I'm with you. I don't, I don't have a touch on this. Uh, my biggest problem is like you said, they're not blowing people away. So you can't really take too big of a city goal line. And even if you did, there's not much value. And the only thing that I look at is over three and a half goals. But the problem is that city's not really scoring that many goals. And they're certainly not going to get help from crystal palace getting towards that total it could certainly happen, but I don't. I I don't want to. I don't want any part of this game. That's going to wrap up the Premier League slate for the week. Uh, there are some games going on in the next midweek because, geez, this 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 schedule is just jam packed. I don't know how these players are doing it. It's absolutely nuts. And but the problem is when you're recording this show on a Thursday, all of those games have to happen, and it's really hard to give. Uh, it's really hard to give takes for a second game for a team when you don't know what's going to happen in that first game first. That's yeah, the big uh, issue. Injuries, uh, how a team looks can completely skew a line. And so that's why we kind of have to shy away from some of those midweek games. Villa, as we mentioned, had their midweek game uh, against Tottenham postponed. Their and game for this weekend postponed once again. Um I, you know, they're falling, I think, either three or four games played now behind the teams that have played every one of their matches. Now, a team like Aston Villa, that's not the biggest disaster because at this point, they're only in one competition. They're only in the Premier League. They got eliminated in the FA Cup because they had to play teenagers ridiculously against Liverpool last week. That was nuts. Uh, they're out of the League Cup and they're not in Europe. So for them, they can kind of find ways to squeeze it in. But this becomes a huge issue if it's one of these teams that's in Europe, these teams that is still in a deep FA Cup run. I mean, the two Manchester clubs, for example, are still in four competitions, League Cup final, FA Cup, Champions League and Europa League, respectively, and the Prem. So if they start getting huge amounts of COVID cases 
I, I don't know where they're going to be able to make these games up until May, which then becomes an issue because there are the Euros this summer. So you can't actually bleed the season into June, July, like maybe you would have if there wasn't a big international calendar. There is a complete hard out for this season at some point in, I think, the last week in May. So it's going to be really interesting to see where they fill in all this. Case numbers are moving in the wrong direction. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think the season will get shut down. The BS number, I'd say, is maybe like a 10% chance that we that the league says, hey, two or three weeks, we have to just take off, which, um, you know, Tom and I won't stop, won't stop potting. We'll find uh, Belarus numbers or whatever we have to do if that happens. But hopefully not. I think, I think they're going to keep playing and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. But again, it's one thing for Villa. It's another for some of these bigger teams that are in three, four competitions. I mean, I have to agree with you there. If, if a Champions League team gets it, and we've been lucky so far that that really hasn't happened, it's going to cause serious problems. But the Premier League has already announced they have no intentions to shut down the season for any amount of time at the moment. You're right, they do kind of have that hard out towards the end of the year. So I think that they're going to just try and make it work as best they can, as much as I think some of these teams could really use some rest, quite frankly. But let's move over to a league that is coming off of some rest now. We go to Serie A. I've got a pair of picks here in this one. Do you have anything in Serie A, Taylor? I do not. So I'll just, I'll, I'll hang up and listen. So the first one, actually, I could not take any amount of credit for, but I may still make a best bet. Lazio versus Roma tomorrow from recording. So Friday at 11.45 a.m. Hopefully it makes it on the show, so I will not keep it as a best bet here. But Lazio plus 188 at home, Roma plus 135 on the road, and the draw plus 255. Friend of the show and last week's guest, Dylan Esma, says the Roma number is way off here. They should be in the minus money in this one. He loves Roma, so that's going to be Dylan's best play of the week here. Then, I think that makes sense. Just really quick, time. I think that makes yeah. sense just, just based on the form and all that. I mean, this is obviously a huge rivalry game, but – kind of like what I said with Chelsea Fulham in this virus era where you're not having the ultras in the stadium. It, it, I'm not saying it throws rivalries out the window completely. I think players still care about it, but it's obviously not changes. Yeah. yeah you, you, you can't get that same amped energy and that's the big problem for you in it. And I, I, I think that it gives road teams and we know that it gives road teams an advantage in not just, not, not just soccer, but also, American football, you saw road teams won more than home teams for the first time this NFL season. And that is one of the things that you had to be, be able to take into account and dissect is the fanlessness aspect of these games this season. But one game that doesn't need fans to get me amped is going to be Inter versus Juventus. And that is Inter plus 140 in Milan. Juventus plus 195 is the road dog here and the draw plus 235 I like Juventus in this game. I don't think it's going to be one of my best bets. And I will say it with the massive caveat of wait for the lineups because this Juventus team struggles mightily when Cristiano Ronaldo is out. I don't think Inter wins this game. And that makes me think Juventus is the side, although this one very, very well could end in the draw. But my play on it is going to be Juventus if... Ronaldo plays they're getting McKinney back they're getting Murata back this team is starting to come into form now yes they did have a yeah, they've had a little bit of a of a impacted schedule but they absolutely hammered AC Milan in their last game out they don't actually have to go on the road because they're already in Milan for this one and I, I just I like Juventus here provided Ronaldo plays 
Yeah, I, I'd probably not touch this, to be honest. Um, it, it's a juicy one if you're a backer of either of these teams in the futures market, you know, getting those kind of plus prices on either one of these teams. You see it and you're like, oh, I've, I've been an Inter guy. I'm just going to keep riding them. I've been a Juve guy. I'm just going to keep riding them. Um, now, that is a really, speaking of prices, good price for Juventus in this era, in this CR era uh, in particular. Great Serie A title race. Juventus has been has dropped kind of below the mix, which has been what's made it a great Serie A title race, but they still have a game in hand on those teams in front of them. If they win this inter game, Tom, they pop right back into the mix. So the stakes are massive. Uh, but I agree with you. I mean, you know, it's, it's not um, inventing the wheel, reinventing the wheel to say that CR is important, but uh, I, I think that is the key to this game. And yeah, I'd probably lean Juve as well, but I, I don't know if I'm touching this one. Well, let's head over to Germany now because you have a play in the Bundesliga this week. Yeah, I'm going to go back to the Dortmund well and Borussia Dortmund against Mainz uh, in the Bundesliga. We we talked about that Dortmund game last week, um, but Mainz really, really bad. Thanks to your Schalke boys drop uh, popping up above them. They're now in last place. Real side, really quick sidebar. Schalke back? Or are, we, are they back? No, no, not in any way, shape, or form. By the way, that was one of my plays that lost this week. I had Hoffenheim versus Schalke. <laughs> but any time an American is going to score a hat trick, I am going to be absolutely down for it. So I did not feel bad losing money because of that. They are not back. They are still very, very bad. But who knows? Maybe we found the American Ronaldo in this hop kid. It's, it's incredible. Every week, there's another just sensational American in Europe story to follow. I mean, this- I, I love it. This is... This, is the, this isn't just a golden generation of U.S. players. The reality is we figured out how to develop talent, and that should scare the rest of the world because we are, go- we are only going to be exporting more and more talent to Europe, and eventually that is going to produce results for the national team, but I could do an entire hour of monologuing of how hyped I am for this current generation of the U.S. men's national team. But you're right. It is totally awesome to see. This is a kid that has come completely out of nowhere. Will he ever do anything like this again? Maybe not. But at the very least, we finally have options at striker. And it's cool to see another kid who could potentially be getting on the radar with this, with, with, with this performance. I hope that he can keep it up and maybe become an actual name. If striker is figured out, then pretty much every position is not only figured out, but with depth, like you could, you could choose a starter and say, oh, the number two, number three options at X, Y, Z position are also really good. The depth that this team has is insane. Um, I know this is a total tangent, but hey, when USMNT has this kind of promise, we got to get into it a little bit. But back to original programming, Dortmund Mainz, uh, Mainz, they've lost three games in a row by two plus goals. Dortmund, they've won three in a row by two plus the puzzle pieces are matching up in this one Dortmund second most goal scored in the league mine's second most conceded just that yin and yang so I'm taking Dortmund on a pretty big line with pretty big juice Dortmund minus 1.75 laying minus 150 all right terrible mind steam terrible mind steam Oh yeah, they, they are absolutely a terrible team. I like I, I like this play. It's not one of my Bundesliga plays, but that's because my Bundesliga plays are a little a little more out there. I've got one in the game tomorrow at eleven thirty. Union Berlin plus two fifty versus Leverkusen, who's a plus one fourteen road favorite. I, I like Union Berlin. There's a lot of value here. Uh, this is not something I again. This is a lean. 
I am leaning Union Berlin in this game. Might sprinkle half a unit on it. Nothing too serious, but you're getting plus 250 on a team that's been a really pleasant surprise this season. Uh, up in the up in the Bundesliga for the first time, I believe, starting last season. And they've been actually playing some pretty good ball, and I don't hate them in this spot here. Uh, another game that I'm just is starting to tantalize me, but I don't think that I'm actually going to end up taking any action in is this Wolfsburg Leipzig game. Leipzig's even money on the road. Wolfsburg's plus 265, but Wolfsburg's also 5 and 0 in their last five games. And they had some decent opponents in each of them uh, Stuttgart, Frankfurt, Werder Bremen, not so much, and then Hoffenheim. Eh, but still, you look at it, I mean, that the results pretty much compare to what Leipzig's been able to do on the road with a one, no win against Stuttgart, a three Oh against Augsburg one Oh against Hoffenheim. And then that three, three draw with Brian Munich. It was an absolute cracker of a game, but I don't know. My point is that I'm interested in that game, but I haven't quite formulated in my head what my play on it would be. But my last one that I'm really leaning here is Werder Bremen going up against a terrible Augsburg team. Bremen's a plus 116 favorite at home. Augsburg's plus 250 on the road. And Bremen, also not very good, but the fighting Josh Sargents, you're getting some plus money against the team that's even worse, and I like him in that one. Yeah, I like that play a lot, actually. Uh, I, I think I might follow you on that. I don't, I'm don't. i not a fan of that Augsburg side, really, at all. Um, one other Bundesliga game for me, Stuttgart München Gladbach. Fun Ooh. game, fun matchup. Uh, I'm not going to take either side. Yeah, either side of this, but I do like the over high scoring teams over three flat. Give me a little bit of push protection there on the three number um, laying minus 127. So again, this might not be a Thomas Viola play, but two of the top six scoring teams uh, in the league two of the top six expected goals teams in the league. They create a lot of chances. They score a lot of goals. Give me an over three. All right. Do you have anything else around the world? Or are we ready to get into some best bets? Uh, let me just do a quick note on Scotland, uh, where some interesting things are happening in the Scottish Premier League this season. Rangers pretty much all but locked to win the title this year, which is super significant because Celtic has won the last nine titles in a row there in Scotland. Jeez. Nine years in a row, Celtic has won it. And the other thing that folks that might not know anything about Rangers will be excited to hear is that Steven Gerrard is their manager. So Steven yes. Gerrard here, I'm, I'm always a guy who's been chirping the kind of the young former player stars who get big manager jobs right off the bat. You think about Pirlo at Juve, I've chirped Lampard at Chelsea. Solskjaer has now proven me wrong for now at Manchester United. But Gerrard really proving the haters wrong, getting Rangers back in for the first time in close to a decade, not only in the title race, but currently, uh, let's count it, 21 points up on Celtic. Celtic have three games in hand, so they'll probably win those. My SPL betting advice here is to just take a look at it and consider just regularly taking Rangers Celtic two-team money line parlays each week. Right now, DraftKings does not have a number available for the Celtic game. So I don't know if there's a COVID situation or something happening there. I'll have to look into it. But that's just kind of a macro for the rest of this season because in the futures market, it's going to be locked up unless you're going into relegation. Uh, an individual game also, Hibernian, taking a minus 114. Much better team than Kilmarnock this weekend. And uh, that's a fine price to lay. So give me the Hibs and that's my Scotland corner. <laughs> hey, it's good. To, like we said last week with Dylan, you find a lot of value in these leagues that aren't as popular because they aren't also as popular to set lines for. 
And so the number is going to come out and you can really find some loser plays and a lot of good value, especially if you can manage to specialize in one of these smaller leagues that isn't really getting paid attention. That's where you can find a true edge. These premier league numbers, these get hammered out every week. Same thing, not quite to the same extent with Syria, Bundesliga a little bit, but especially premier league and champions league. These are the most bet on games and those numbers are going to get, those numbers are going to be really polished and fine tuned. Yeah. However, the Scottish League, the Italian League, uh, even the French League to an extent, you, and, and La Liga as well, you can start to find a little bit of an edge. And that's what the whole goal of betting really is, is to try and find that one place where the better has the edge over the house and then take that action. Scottish League could be a chance to do that. Quick shout out to friend of the show and a member of the Book at Sports Network as well, Jeff Parles who no is a, a huge fan of the, uh, the Ligue 2, so the second division in France. Exactly my point, Taylor. It's all about the value, and Parles is one of those guys that can absolutely find it. Check him out on the Parlay cast here on the Book It Sports Network. You can also follow him on Twitter. On He's just at Jeff Parles. And so be sure to check him out. Of course, you can check us out as well at TV at work and at ATLT will with one L. And don't forget, of course, to follow at book at HQ. And you can also follow us on the book at app. I am also TV at work there. You are just T will on the book at app. And we give out all of our best bets uh, each and every week on there. So be sure to follow us because we also give out any of the other plays that we end up taking over the course of the weekend. And of course, follow us on Twitter and give us a shout out. Let us know what you think of the show. But right now it is time as always for our best bets of the week. What are you thinking? Do you want to go? Um, do you want to go first or should I go first this week? Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and throw mine in. Cause I don't think we're going to have overlap on this one. I would guess going to West Ham Burnley, for one of my best bets, I think West Ham is a much better team than Burnley. It's a Clarendon Blue Derby, same colored kits. Always love those. Um, and as I said, you can get West Ham for minus one twenty nine. It might be safer to just do that number for my best bet, but I'm not going to. Why live boldly? I'm going to instead do the West Ham to score first and win the match at a better number, helping out the units minus one oh four. Uh, I, I just I don't think I think we're both in agreement here that Burnley will score in this game. So you might as well get that better price with West Ham scoring first. Um, give me a minus 104 there. I am going to stick with the same game, but I am going to take the first off. I am absolutely tailing you on that side. Let's get one thing clear, but I'm also going with the under two and a half. That's my best bet. Minus 127 in West Ham Burnley. Uh, like, like we said, this is a game that we don't see a lot of goals being scored in. And I think that it's going to stay like that. All right. Now, what about your second bet here? I might as well do something in Liverpool, Manchester United. It's the game of the weekend. <laughs> it's the game of the year. We're finally going against each other. We're off inside each other in some of these big ones, but I'm going Liverpool minus 104. I'm fading the Manchester United hype. I'm not believing yet. Uh, I'm going with the team that's been the best team in England for two or three years now. Uh, give me Liverpool minus 104. <sighs> Should I go against you? Should we, should we go, let's should we let's go head to head on the best bets? All right. All right. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. My, I, I am scratching in the interest of full transparency so that people can know what else I was leaning here. I'm scrapping Bremen as a best bet. And I am instead going to take Manchester United plus 260 
on the money line. Watch this game's going to end in the draw. We're both going <laughs> to Oh, that would be so perfect. That That is absolutely how it should be, and that's probably how it's going to turn out. So if you're listening to the show, your best option right now is probably fading both of us and yes. taking the draw in that one. Game of the week, you're right. We have to have the action going against each other in this one so we can give some bragging rights next week on the show where we are going to have a very, very, very special guest. I'll give you a hint. A lot of gold. A lot of gold. That's that, that's your hint. Tweet at us who you think it's going to be. Spurs, minus one, minus 103. My third best bet. I know that's a stay away game for you, but that's where I'm going in this one. Give me your third best bet. I'm going to my second favorite game of the week, just as a neutral watching it. Leicester Southampton going Southampton plus that half goal, even value. As I've said, I'm also going to take them plus 310 money line. But as far as best bet, as far as the conservative smart pick here, I think Southampton in a win-draw scenario where a draw hits on this bet is golden. This will be a really fun game. But I think Southampton at this point, slightly better team than Leicester. Uh, I'm taking them even value plus a half goal. All right. That is going to do it for our best bets here. And which means we've come to the end of the show. And unfortunately I haven't been able to get those tickets and money info from DraftKings just yet, which means stay tuned on Twitter because I am especially interested to see where the public is going on this Liverpool man United game. So I, I will be sure to get that information out to the public as quickly as possible. You can follow me again at TV at work. Taylor, they can follow you at ATLTWill. And once again, remember to follow our buddy Jeff Parles and all of the wonderful shows on the Book It Sports Podcast Network. Uh, Liv Moods has a great show. You can follow her again on Twitter at Liv Moods. She is a great better in our back pocket. Of course, also follow our CEO, Trent, at T-E-A-T-T-Y-A-H. That is Trent Yatta. And I am butchering his name, and I duly apologize if you listen to this program. But, hey, that is going to do it for us this week. Don't forget to go download the Book It Sports app. Stay tuned next week. We have an awesome guest coming in for the show. Really looking forward to it. And in the meantime, Taylor, I wish you best of luck on almost all of your bets. And to everyone else out there, I wish you best of luck on all of your plays this weekend. It has been a pleasure coming to you once again. Have a good day, everybody. 